It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your airpods in It's a one-hour show, constantly speaking facts Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style Jake is gonna educate you, he has that knowledge on fire Player, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for Straight Facts What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains, presented by the Up On Game Network. You know who it is, the full roster. I'm your boy, James Jackson. My guys, Jake Galley, Kyle Sirik, and it's that Matt Robertson, who just said right before he went on, his team, Clemson, is in the Cheez-It Bowl. How does that, how does that make you feel? For Because y'all are not in this territory too many times. It's like Alabama two years ago in the Chick-fil-A Bowl. It's the name of the bowl that gets me. It's hilarious. They, they, were in this bowl, they were in this exact bowl game in 2014. It was called the Russell Athletic Bowl. It wasn't funny because it's just Russell Athletic Bowl, whatever. And they're playing Oklahoma. Another point, Iowa State in the Cheez It Bowl. Like I'm not trying. We can it's be, not on New Year's, right? It's, it's, it's not. I don't think like the Holiday Bowl, NC State's in that against UCLA. That's a much more fun game. How about the I Bad Boy say- Gasparilla Mowers Bowl? That's what Temple was in. I don't think you could get me to go to that game like at gunpoint. I don't think I. I you wouldn't catch me dead at Bad Boy Gasparilla least, Mowers Bowl. At least Clemson's know. gonna match the field. Maybe it'll feel like a little home game with the Cheez Its. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blend in, Boise. I don't know where I don't know where Penn State's going. Belt Bowl, maybe. I love the Belt Bowl. I have no joke. I, I only have, a, I only have one bowl shirt on the t shirt. It's, it's the Belt it's Bowl. Belt it's like NC State versus Oklahoma State. It's the most random thing ever. I went to a great Gator Bowl, Texas Tech, Virginia, when my brother was, was in the marching band. I want, to, I want to do this one time. I want to revisit this and I want to, I want to find the most unique bowl name. Matt, I need you to get on that. For me, it's actually, the Belk. Just from playing the video games as a kid. Go, go Daddy. I like, I like when Go Daddy Bowl. Is that still around? I remember the um, PapaJohns.com Bowl. It wasn't just the <laughs> Papa John's Bowl. It was the PapaJohns.com <laughs> Right, right. The whole, the whole thing. Getting well, the website out there. Matt, Matt, Matt's Clemson, you know, Clemson Tigers being in what, what, what bowl? the Cheez-It Bowl, bowl. It, it's kind of surprising. So we're going to stay on that theme of surprises, but move it from college to the NFL and do some NFL surprises. We've been, we've been hammering a lot of different narratives about the NFL this season. And we finally got over the fact that there's no good teams. But but we've all been surprised about one thing in particular uh, in the NFL season. So, Kyle, I'm going to start with you. What's your biggest surprise so far was that we 13-14? You kind of just gave it away when you talked about the no good teams. But it really is for me, it's the parity in the NFL. Like, like, I mean, just to kick it off, there's only five weeks left in the season. There's only one team that's been eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the Lions, crazily. It's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's the Texans. <laughs> not crazy. But yeah, 12 out of the 16 <laughs> AFC teams right now are 500 or better. All of them with at least four losses. That's no team with a higher than 70% win rate. Or win rate. That's not like I'm playing a video game. <laughs> win percentage. Um, which is crazy. The last time that happened in a full season was 2002. It's only happened three other times. So... It's it's crazy to me. Eight teams within each other for three wild card spots, and the NFC other side seven teams within the game each other for two wild card spots. Because yeah. the Rams, we assume, probably have that one locked up. But it, it's really just how tight everything has been. I mean, we've seen dominance recently. We've seen the Chiefs, right, really dominating AFC. Patriots have always been good. One off year, first year Brady left. Now they're back, right? Ravens have been dominating. The Steelers have been dominating the AFC. If you look the last five years. Now, these teams can be dethroned, and there's a lot more teams. Like, 12 out of 16 teams in the AFC being 500 or better shouldn't happen. Right. And we talked all year about, like, there's no great NFL team. There's no outright, you know, dominant, as, as, as you were saying, Kyle. And it's like, beyond that, there's really not, like, you could say the Lions, but truthfully, aside from the Texans, there's really no team with, like, a super low floor. Even the Jets have those signature, quote-unquote, wins. Right. Over the Titans, and they Tex- beat who else? Texans Titans beat the Titans, Titans too, didn't they? Yeah. I believe they did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah Texans too. Yeah, it could just be a <laughs> Titans thing. thing. But that goes that goes along the that goes along the same narrative. The teams that we've expected or or expected to dominate coming into the season never really took it away. The Chiefs never took it away. The Titans never took it away. Yeah. The Packers, Bucks never really took it away. The Packers and Bucks are starting to come into form now, but it's taken all these teams longer than we thought coming into the season. 
And I love the fact that parity doesn't just mean there's a bunch of teams jumbled at the bottom. There's new teams at the top. And I love the fact that the Arizona Cardinals still, through 14 weeks of the season, are still the best team in the NFL. Right. Still the best offense. And we talked about last week how they did it without their two best players, without their best quarterback and their best receiver. We're still winning games. That's like a, a new day, like a new parity in the NFL. And we need that through, like, through across all sports, to be honest. Yeah. Like we needed this like, is That was where I was about to go. So let me pull up the NBA standings while I'm talking about it. But – the NBA has gotten like that now, right? And we're seeing it this season. It's really been a trend in the NBA since probably the LeBron and Steph finals, the Warriors-Cavs finals ended. And it's like anyone in the NBA can be anyone any given night, yeah. right? And that's a, a, partly because of the sport of basketball is more like that. One team can get hot a lot easier in basketball than football. But football we're seeing now any team can be any team on Sunday, right? Like I know the saying, like they get played to play professionally too. Mm. But it's really not been true in the NFL when you look at it historically, right? So are we starting to get towards this, you know, NBA type landscape in the NFL, which is which would be crazy, right? And I guess if you think even baseball, like losing sixty-two games is a great season. So I mean, like yeah. the NFL could have been the outlier of sorts before this because well, we've seen. I will push back a little bit about the NBA point, mainly because like you look around, every NFL team does not have a good like above average quarterback where I feel like almost every single NBA team, if not every NBA team has a player that you would consider like above average. Yes. No, above, above average. But, but I thought you were going to say like all-star borderline all-star. Sure. I, every push, team, obviously, because you have teams like the Nets that have like three, but like the Cavs don't have an uh, all-star. Yeah, but they I have mean, above average. They players, have guys like, who, like, who I would like pay to see. Like I would love to go watch Evan Mobley, Colin Sexton's exciting garlic. Like they at least have that's just a, who, that's just the nature, the nature of the sport, of the sport yeah, a little bit too, I guess. But that is what holds me back from saying like there's total parity because at the end of the day, like when we're talking about and we're gonna I see a team here, someone's surprised. At the end of the day, like there are some quarterbacks who are gonna get the job done and some who aren't. And, and we'll I got some DVOA numbers to back up the parity. Go ahead. Go ahead. So last Hand year, from. last year. There were the top 10 teams in DVOA. So 10th place finished with 14.2% DVOA. Mm. 11th place was 5.4. So big drop off after the top 10. This year, 10, 10th place is 10.6. 11th place is 10.2. Yeah. And there, there's, um, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6 teams between 0.9 and 7.6. There's just a bunch of teams in the middle that are just like there. And when you look through just like the NFL standings, I just counted. There's nine teams that if you told me right now, like you from the future, oh, they won the Super Bowl, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. And, nine. And and let's and which where let's give credit credit to the NFL, but adding that extra wild card spot is what they wanted to create all of this. Like yeah. they, people don't realize that creating one extra wild card spot opens up so many different avenues and so many different possibilities of who can get in. It takes four possible playoff teams to eight, nine possible playoff yeah. teams. And now a, a sport that we didn't think could come down to the wire any, any more or any more exciting now just got ramped up a little bit because there's literally, you know, all but three teams in the NFL got a shot at making the playoffs yeah. realistically. And to me, that's fun. Like to me, that's, that's awesome. It eliminates one more like, like buy in the playoffs. Like I think it's, I think it's great. It makes it more competitive but for sure. But it's funny because the parody might be an oxymoron a little bit because the, there are teams that were at the top that we didn't expect to, but it seems that we historically are at the top, right? Like the, we didn't expect the Patriots to be at the top, but three years ago, you never would have ever doubted the Patriots right. ever to be at the top. In a way. We just didn't expect In a that. way, but like the Chargers now are one of the best teams in the AFC, right? You didn't um, expect that? But just look at it historically you're talking about, right? Right, right? The Bills thing just happened last year, just started last year. And now they're, I mean, we saw what happened on Monday. We'll get mm -hmm. to that, but that's not as dominant anymore, right? I, I, like it's changing. The Cardinals so the you mentioned earlier. The, AFC for the, most part, though. the same thing. It's really right, the AFC. Right. But the, Bear, the Bears and Falcons are no longer eating up wild card spots. We're seeing more teams in, right? Right. The Vikings aren't even currently in a wild card spot. We see these teams every year. So Vikings stink. Yeah. They don't deserve a wild card spot. That team stinks. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> right, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next. The most surprising thing. Because I, I'm not sure what I'm watching, but I'm surprised that the Baltimore Ravens are eight and four. Because, I'm surprised like, I'm too. Surprised I like, too. I'm surprised that this team that I'm watching has won eight games and only lost four. Like I, I understand that they, they have Lamar Jackson, a reigning MVP. They have one of the best coaches in the league. But I'm watching one of the most inconsistent teams and a team who literally on the offensive end 
can't figure it out. They are flying by the seat of their pants on a drive-to-drive basis, and they look at times that they they really just can't score, despite being still fourth rank, ranked fourth in total offense. Like this, that's the that's the confusing part about the Ravens to me is like, if they didn't have a god as their kicker, they'd be seven and five, and seven and five. <laughs> but even still, that would still be like they're still seven and five. That's only a one game difference. Okay. Yeah. If, Clyde, if Clyde Edwards Hilaire doesn't fumble. Against in week two, they're six and six. And, and if like, the Raiders don't make an insane Raiders, yeah. comeback, I mean, I I don't know. Well, I guess it wasn't a comeback, right? The Raiders beat them. Raiders. No, the Raiders. The Raiders. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. They they would have an extra win. So okay. They're, they're, yeah, they're gotcha. going they're the other comeback way. against the Colts because the Colts must be. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I, I that was the best performance I think of the I season. Say that I agree with you. I yeah, am surprised. The was hurt, and their Colts kickers missed a game-sealing field goal. I mean, I mean, Lamar, a weird season. Look, look at us trying to debate. Like, I got I just got to push back a little bit. Sixteenth, so it shows that their record is overperforming with DVOA. Yeah. I think so. right. they're below the Eagles in DVOA. And DVOA is a, is a drive by drive. Eagles have been Eagles have been a decent team. Um, what, what's your pushback? Well, last week I called the Ravens the most consistent team in football, and I actually truly did believe that. And you just called them the most inconsistent team in football. <laughs> now I think what we saw last week against the Steelers can act as you know, dropping me down a little bit. But I, I think go, going into last week, the Ravens were definitely one of the most consistent teams in the The only league. consistent thing about the Ravens to me is they will legit play to their competition. If they're playing the best team in the NFL, sure. they, they will play the best. But every team does this year. No, not, not, not to the way they do. I mean, it's a team that, like, when they play the Lions, they barely beat Dude, the, the Lions. That they is literally what – that's what your team's been doing all year. What, what barely beating teams? No, it's just playing to their competition. No, no. In the, in the last five that. weeks, they have. Say it again? Bucks are first in DVOA. They and just lost to Washington two weeks ago. Three, three. But, but regardless, but, but, but then handled the Colts. Getting. I'm just saying that. I don't think that's a knock. I don't. I don't think it's a knock on the Ravens. But like, I'm not. I'm not even. I don't know if I'm trying to knock the Ravens. I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit your point. Right. You're getting real defensive about your point. Why, no, I was just saying that. Like point? it was funny how we had just contradicting. You know what I'll mean? discount the Ravens. I don't like that. Like the Ravens are a team that are old, and I've said this now, like maybe three straight episodes. And, and I guess really inconsistent, inconsistent in terms of production on a week to week basis. A team that'll score sixteen against the Lions to eke out, but a team that'll that'll put up thirty something against the Chiefs and the and the Raiders and the Colts to beat them, right. but then eke out a win against the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, like teams that are down and out and look terrible at some point, and then lose to the Dolphins. Like this, this is a team that. It's it's just it's weird to me. They're they're still one of the best rushing teams in the leagues, despite losing every running back on their you know in their organization. Like it's it's just a team that I can't wrap my head around. But at the end of the day, you look up. The Ravens are eight and the four, eight and four in the second seed in the AFC. Yeah, their turnovers are going to get back to them. They've outright won the turnover battle in only two games this year. Um, and for a running team, that's like kind of shocking. Like as you said, they, I mean they are a great running team. Theoretically, you shouldn't be turning the ball over that much. Um, and then the last five games of the year, you have the Browns, the Packers, the Bengals, and the Rams finish it off with the Steelers, which will be a soft game. But I mean, that's a four—that's a really tough four-game stretch of two divisional opponents and two conference opponents that are at the top. So I mean, you said Steelers soft game; they just lost to them. Last they lost week. to them. Yeah, it's so, I, it, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't mean it's not a soft game. They should win it. You said something last week, the week before, that I want to revisit. Lamar Jackson is not a quarterback that wins or a quarterback that leads your team to a Super Bowl, yeah. to a Super Bowl victory. I believe that. You believe that. Yes. I don't think I don't think we we like swept around the room and really it came to a consensus on Not this year's Lamar, but like past seasons Lamar. That's what you said too. Past seasons Lamar. Like last season's Lamar could have won a team a Super Bowl. MVP season Lamar could have won a team a Super Bowl. So, so why didn't he? I think we said <laughs> that weird. So why didn't he? Right. I mean there's Nick Foles, no one said it was capable of winning a Super Bowl. Like it's it's a lot of it's situational. There are players that deserve to win Super Bowls that don't, and players that win Super Bowls that don't deserve to. Yeah, in every sport, but I, I think I think Lamar's it's a different circumstance this year. Like they they <sighs> might be at the top of the AFC by default of no no team is running away with it. No no team no group of teams AFC North are oh, running away yeah. with it. But I uh, it's tough. I mean, you can look at it, but Matt just put in the outlier, Nick Foles. It's like, 
there's only six quarterbacks in the league, maybe that are Flacco. able to do he that. He wasn't like a wall. He wasn't the Flacco was the last. Okay, we're not dealing with they've got an all-time defense. No, that's fair. Yeah, no, but that's no, the 2012 me... Ravens do not have an all-time defense. When you look at guys like Flacco, like Nick Foles, like they just don't do things that outright lose you games. Like when Lamar Jackson tries to keep a play alive and a defender, a D end is coming from the backside and pokes the ball out. Like that's a game-losing play. Yeah, but, but, but he also is but the his only highs, player in the his league. highs are that so high. Exactly. He's the only exactly. player in the league that can turn it, that play into a Here's the thought experiment. You put Lamar on the Flacco year teams and Flacco on the Lamar teams. Lamar wins two chips. Flacco gets out of Flacco wins zero. Flacco wins zero. Yeah. But Lamar wins two. If you put Flacco on this this thing about this, they're nobody. They're nobody. Yeah. Like Lamar. Prime Flacco, I'm talking about. I don't care what Flacco. Here, I'll just put. we, We can move on after this, but like, and Kyle, maybe after whatever you have to say, but like, think of it this way. How many great plays? You say his highs are very high, and I agree. How many great plays do you need in a playoff run to make it to the Super Bowl? A lot. A lot. A lot. How many really awful, god-awful thing plays do you need to have happen to end your season? One. One. To one. one. Yeah, yeah, one. one. Yeah. And so, ultimately, when you, when you spin that wheel, the more times you spin that wheel, the higher your chances are going to be. He's a guy who spins the wheel a lot. Sometimes he hits the jackpot. Yeah, Sometimes sure. yeah. he enters season. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's a very, very fair point. But but very if you put it like that, and what I was trying to say before is like, in terms of the basis, like he's not a guy that can lead you to the Super Bowl, right? That's what you're saying. There's only about five, six guys that right, really correct. can. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he was still an MVP two years ago. No, it's not like that big he's of a still, knock on him. Yeah, yeah. He's still, in my opinion, had the it's best, a knock on him. It's had a the knock best on him. performance. He's an all-time player, but he's still like an MVP caliber player. When you put regular a stamp, season. When you put a stamp on an MVP, when you put that kind of stamp on someone that I think... It, implicitly, it's saying this it's, guy can leave. It's a knock on him because of his public perception right now and how he's been perceived by if, the NFL community the MVP, past two years. If I call you an MVP, that's me saying you can leave. Yeah. Like in terms I, but, of like single game, yes. In terms of like a string of games, that, that's when I, I don't think you. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I don't think it's a tough point to make though. Um, but the thing is, like, I still think Lamar had the best quarterback performance of the entire season this year against the Colts in that. What was it a, su- a Sunday night high. game? There's no doubt about it. He's but why can't he tap back into that and get hot? Yeah, well, why can't he do it against the Dolphins? Or the well, Lions? They run the Bears. Like, why, why can't but, but he do they, it? They've only lost one game to a losing team, and it's the Dolphins who are 6-7. and seven. Yeah, but I don't like the way they look against these really stupid teams. That's fair. <laughs> Should be eking out the That's fair. Oh, and it took a pass interference against the Lions to even get them in, in a yeah. position to win right. the game. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they lost to a team that just tied the Lions, which is even worse than Come beating us. So it's hey, NFL parody. We can move back to that. It's so hard. Matt, we got to move these quickly. Yeah, lack of an MVP favorite. There's no one standing out. People are talking about giving it to a running back, Jonathan Taylor, which is stupid because no running back ever deserves an NFL MVP. Gasp! Because Why not? He'll die on that hill. Because if you're going to give it a running back, the MVP you have to give it to the lineman too, which would be cool, honestly. No, I don't think uh, the most Because the quarterback is the champion of like the passing game. The running back and the lineman are the pass. But the lineman play like – and a very player, similar role to the quarterback as they do to the running back. So the number one quarterback in DVOA this year that's qualified is 24.3%. It's actually Kirk Cousins. Which, we, can't, <laughs> but, we can't get into Kirk Cousins. No, no, but we're not. But put it this way. Two years ago, Russell Wilson finished seventh in quarterback DVOA with that exact number. Mm. There's no quarterback standing out. Kyler Murray, if he didn't get hurt, I think would be that standout. Because right. he, if you include him into it, he's 29%. But we're, we had an all-time Mahomes season. We had an all-time Lamar from a passing rushing season. We had a bounce-back Rodgers season. We had Brady. We had an all-time great Matt Ryan season. This is the worst MVP season since... I can remember. It yeah. feels like it, it's, it's this who, is who ends up with the best record. It's an all-time is, Brady season. We're watching. Get the, yeah. It might be. Yeah. I mean, leading the league That's in, what I'm in, in, in touchdowns and inter- or touchdowns and there, yards. So. As a, yeah. I'm so used to my quarterback leading the league in touchdowns and interceptions. Been touchdowns, yeah. touchdowns and yards at, at 43 is, is 44. Four, yeah, crazy, but you, but, right? but you. Great, you can't grade on an age curve for MVP. It's just I don't yeah, think you have to. Yes, you, I, well, I don't even think I don't even think you have to this year. I think he's still the clear MVP. Right. I think he's the MVP, but he's like MVP by default. Like he's always there, and now everyone, no one had a great season, and since he's kept up his the LeBron effect, right? Pace, the LeBron effect has right? Brady ever exactly you were about has to Brady say. ever led the league in touchdowns though? 
Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 right. But I was going to say that, and I was also going to say, I'm now realizing what this is. Matt's having to grapple with the fact that Brady's going to wear MVP. Brady's going to wear MVP. That's fine. It's, uh, that's fine. I'm fine. I, I'm, the fact that he's, it's, he's 44 and he hasn't dropped off is just nuts. But I've gotten past it. So. Is it the LeBron effect, though? Is it, though? You know, Bron is always going to be up there, and if no one else takes it, not that. Hey, bro, hey, not not this year, not but, this but, year. Oh, but overall, but overall you know I know what I mean. Is Bron I mean? never Bron. won a by default LeBron season. Every year LeBron won MVP, he kicked ass. Yeah, true, right. true, yeah. true. As Brady's doing now, but but say say the Cardinals finish or another team finishes with a better record than the Bucks. Like if, if the Cardinals finish with a better record than the Bucks, if the Cardinals win out, they would give it to Kyle. If everything, if they went out though, three three games. Yeah. So, when, when if when the Cardinals win out and they're yeah. fifteen and two, I can see yeah, Kyler Murray. It makes a difference. If the Cardinals end with a better record than the Bucks, I don't know better record. Two and one without Kyler. Yeah, I don't know about better record. Hurt him with like the. If they went out though, they went two and one without him. Then how valuable is he? Yeah, but we know that we're the only normal people are the only ones who think about the MVP like that, and we say that to justify someone who we really know should win the MVP when someone else is going to win it. But the matter of fact, it is the best player on the best team. And, Kyle, and and if it happens to be a quarterback, that's a slam dunk right there. So I think if the Cardinals end up with the best record, I see them giving it to Carla Murray. Jake, you got a surprise? Real, real quick, we'll run through this one. It's a fun stat. Uh, team X, mystery team, leads the league in yards per play, 6.1. Scoring percentage, 50% of their drives, and has the second lowest turnover percentage in the NFL. Can you name that team? Matt, you were last. I'm not. Hold up. Hold on, Team X. One, I think he's trying to trick us, but two, I'm not buying that any team in the league has a 50% scoring percentage. That's a real stat. I pulled it off of. Oh, the- touchdowns and and field goals. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. It's I, just I, percentage I of drives you score that on. That surprise me. That surprises yeah. me. The league average is like 37. Hey, don't look at my computer because I'm going to pull it up. But- I won't. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, I don't even want to negate your stat. All right, all right. Let's, but, let's uh, go around because it doesn't have to be too long. It's just a. I think you're trying to. I don't know. The Eagles. It's got to be right. It's not the Eagles. Not the it is not the Eagles. Eagles have too many turnovers after Hurts. I, th- I, I think it might be. I think it might be. Well, actually, you know what's funny? <laughs> I just realized I did the stats so wrong. This is hilarious, but keep guessing. I- I'll tell you what I did incorrectly. Keep okay. guessing. Um, it's going to be a bad team. No, it's not going to be a bad team. Oh, I know the answer. It's going to be Dallas. I know why Jig messed up, too. I know the answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm completely. I'm so it, I almost want. I almost want you to like tell me what you got wrong. No, it, it, it's it's the Buffalo Bills. Incorrect. Oh wow. Well, and, and like I, I thought you were gonna say. Right, you, let me just. You did I, it totally on I was. We I was going after the, the Vikings. The Vikings. It's not okay. a bad guess. So I thought. <laughs> this is so funny because I was like, "There's no way the stack could be true." It's the New York Jets, but here's I the thing. Okay, there's no way this stack could be true. It's not their offense. It's their defense, which allows the first most yards per play, the most scoring percentage, and gets the least amount of turnovers. I just realized that when I clicked in. I'm like, oh, my God. I clicked on team defense instead of team offense. Right? <laughs> the Jets got the best <laughs> offense in the league. I put up a whole bunch of stats, too. Here's one. I, we'll, go, we'll go out on this. The funny thing is I pulled up Eli Moore's 16-game pace. Uh, it's only 16 games because that's what's on football reference, not 17 games. With and without Zach Wilson. Without Zach Wilson, his 16-year, his full-year pace is 88 catches, uh, 1,260 yards, and 16 touchdowns. With Zach Wilson, 56 yard, uh, fifty-six receptions, 595 yards, and three touchdowns. Zach Wilson's a big problem for New York. Uh, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go over the top, and we're going to get rid of him. He's just a problem, problem right now. Yeah, but I just saw him feed Eli Moore all Sunday. Yeah, yeah they still lost my 15. Yeah. yeah. And, and Didn't score in the second half. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the NBA now, get some NBA talking. We've missed it for a little bit because a whole lot of drama going on in a the ton. league. And, and the person who probably let drama the least in the NBA is at the center of it right now, and it's Damian Lillard. Uh, unbeknownst to him, um, apparently, if you watched his, his pregame press conference last night, He's saying a lot of these reports coming out of him being disgruntled with the team and wanting to leave are untrue. What we know is true, because Woj reported it, is that he's asking for a two-year, $107 million contract extension from the Blazers. It's crazy. That is fifty over $50 million a season. He's on the CP grind. Wow. He's on the CP grind. No, that, wow. Hey, yo, That's and, a hard to ask for, too. And, and, for, and for him to put $50 million in two years? 
Like, like not even not even mm. to give him the option of over four. Someone five, should show yeah, him his box score the last so couple of nights. You're not getting 50 M's, bro. Yeah. He, wants, he wants 52, and then he wants 55 the next year. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about Damian Lillard. You can say I don't. I'm not requesting a trade. I'm not trying to force my way out. But you can do things that force a team's hand. That's exactly what he's doing. And, and you can be smart and play chess when everyone else is playing chess. Like James Harden, he got fat. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Fake fat. You that was fake crazy. Fat. No, no, he put like pads on to make Yeah, he was yeah, in that was crazy. Crazy. Retained, retained like... water weight. He did something. He did something. Chugging gallons. But, but, but uh, either Dame is the most, is the ion. best actor in the world because he seems so sincere when he's talking about, I want to be part of the solution. I don't want to leave. I don't want to jump ship. But when you ask for two year, hundred seven million dollars, and you have to take your team past the conference finals, and it, it, well, here's what I think: when he says, "I want to be loyal to you know Portland," blah blah, blah I think more so he's talking about the fans and his teammates. Yeah, I don't think he cares much about or cares for the front office because a, it's a whole new set of people than when he first arrived, including they didn't coach. go get the person he wanted. Right, at first, right, yeah. right, exactly, and so he's. He came out and said that he wants to play with a defensive wing. Uh, some of the names that got published were Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons, and Aaron Gordon. Best thing to happen to Aaron Gordon probably the last five years, get thrown in with those two guys uh, in terms of when he's talking about who he wants to play for. That in the dunk with. contest. Yeah, yeah. that in the dunk contest. Yeah, well, he lost. I mean, he lost the dunk contest. So yeah, I don't know if you can put that up. That's still like so like, how are you going to lose twice? Dude? Still like and then wear 50 because you're mad. Anyways, uh, I think it's going to be intriguing to see what Portland does because he said – and this is this is really what I want to get to. Okay. That he wants to play with Ben Simmons. Now the idea had been that Ben Simmons would be getting traded ideally for Damian Lillard in some sort of package. And uh, I'm not. I think it was Shams. I, I couldn't find who had reported it, but uh, Dame reportedly was pushing for the Ben for McCollum, and I think it was six first round picks. Which, if Dame is pushing for that. It means that it has. That's not what it was. I saw it. Today. CJ, no, CJ, no. Well, I it was CJ in four. It was either four or six. I couldn't find it. Six and six. I saw something completely different today. I saw a CJ, um, either Nas Little or Anthony Simons, and two first round picks. When did, and when did you see it? This is this. Is I an looked it up was, today. I don't know if Woj wrote an article, and then someone on Twitter said that Woj is. Wrote an article slandering Dame, and then Dame responded to that suggestion, saying, "Can't say I'm surprised." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's People, a little. It could be that Woj. That, no, okay, okay. So answer, answer this question. Answer this it was question. Woj and Olshi. Answer this question. Yeah. Which is the better option? What should Dame do? Is is the better option finding the piece to come to Portland? Which good luck. Or is the better option getting out and and you know worrying about your career and trying to find a place you know elsewhere where you can win a championship? I mean, the first, worst team. First of all, he he doesn't have the option necessarily. I mean, I guess Dame, he can sit Dame, out. Dame, he can Dame, sit out and do the whole thing that way. I guess. Dame, 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 yeah, Dame, Dame is one of them. I mean, it's cl- it's clearly to leave. Are yeah. you kidding me? It's clearly to leave. They're, right? I think thirtieth in no defense question. in the league. Like they just got routed by. I think it was the Spurs routed them at home. They have Dame, like Dame and CJ clearly do not work. And then beyond that, you have Covington and Nurkic as like your guys who. Or are you in Norman Powell, I guess, as your front court? Like, you're not winning a title. With here's, that. here's why Damien, Damien needs out Damien. That's how serious it is. Damien. That's why Damien needs to <laughs> yeah, You're going to full Damien. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. We're, we're serious. It's because they're playing with you in the middle of your career. In the middle of your career, they have, they have failed to get you a, a marquee star to come to Portland to help you win a championship. And then after scratching and clawing your way to barely get in the playoffs the last two years. They hit the reset button in the prime of your career and get a new GM, new head coach, and try to bring all these new pieces in with a team who was having trouble figuring it out to begin with. And 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 they're changing everything around you without consulting you, without getting your, you know, your best interest of what's moving forward with the team. It's the same thing I see with the Packers doing with Aaron Rodgers. It's starting to put the pieces of the moving on and the rebuild on around you or behind you without consulting you, which means you become expendable at some point. I think a basketball comparison would be it's like the Trailblazers have mismanaged the recent Lillard years, like the Sixers mismanaged the end of the Iverson years. Very similar. Very similar. uh, Both had success early in the career. Then after 2003, Iverson didn't win a postseason series the rest of his career, actually. Mm. But it was he was 31 when they traded him to Denver, and they were in a complete rebuild. All they had was a young Iggy and – 
They tried Chris Reber, and that was a disaster. And Portland looks like they're kind of in the same situation. They're stuck with a superstar at 31 with no way to build a title team around him. And like if Portland's will, smart, right? they should trade Lillard. It shouldn't be like – it's not like the Sixers with Ben yeah. Simmons where they're trying to utilize someone else's prime and trying to get, like, the best value. It's like, no, you're trying – you need to rebuild, start over. You missed your shot. Now, you had a good run with Lillard and McCollum, made a conference finals. But I don't know. If you get Ben in there, if you can do a CJ, a package. What does that do? What does that do? What does what is, what is Damien Yeah, I don't think one Damian Ben, ben matters. You now, it, it's similar to what the Lakers did, where you're bringing in a young star to pair with your um, old veteran, like, superstar, which is what they would be doing. I don't ben, know if it's ben, enough. Ben and Dame, it's just ben not and Dame enough. is a very good team. Ben and Dame doesn't win you a championship. Right. And, and, and the only move that Damian Lillard should do well, the only moves that he could should consider is it wins me a championship. That's the point I'm at in my career. Right. No, for right. sure. I'm sorry. For the Blazers. That 107 million sounds kind of good. But that's, crazy. <laughs> but that's crazy. That could sound kind of good. That's not a good. championship either because he's not going to be able to pay for nobody. Well, right. He might that's not care. That championship might cost me 107 million. That's right. crazy. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, that seems like a chess move. That seems like a we like that. That seems like a I, I think ultimately Dame is going to get moved. I, I really do. Um, now I don't know if it'll be to the Sixers right now. That seems like kind of their only dancing partner. Like who's, I mean, maybe, maybe you could, what on God's earth? Kemba, the some, put Kemba, well, they have a guard to move. The Knicks got, uh, I wouldn't want talent. any part of Kemba Walker. If I'm, uh, if, if I'm if you're talking about you, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, what, what I want to do with Kemba Walker, get Kemba Walker out of here. I'm buying him out. He's a scrub. And he's getting paid too much for my rebuild. Yeah, I can't get buy him, him out, out of here. Don't buy him out. <laughs> 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 he's stinking, don't buy him out. He stinks. He's perfect yeah, for the rebuild. Don't, don't buy him out. All right, we're going to move on to, to some more drama now because now the Pacers are talking about rebuild. The Pacers are blowing this thing up. Wait, I just want to say one thing. Go, go I didn't know we were moving. Go ahead. Or, oh, never mind. Are we moving off of Dame right now? I'm moving on with Dame. You I just want to say one thing. Dame wants to play, what was it, a defensive wing, and he names Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons, and Aaron Gordon. You know what would be the perfect team for Dame to go to? I mean, the Sixers is a great landing spot. I mean, the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. You play with three defensive wings. Scotty Barnes, reunite with Gary Trent, who's averaging two steals a game. And, I mean, take your pick, Pascal or OG Ananobi. Right. Both a lot, in a a lot of athletic. He, both he, in he a way defensive. With, he wants to play with a very skilled. He likes, he likes playing with a big man. Right. And you, big, you, can move, you can move, I mean, right, Van Vliet, Van Vliet back to his normal position. I'm precious to Drew. It looks good. I don't need. Yeah. Thinks he needs an elite one when he got like Scotty but Barnes. He, but he wants. He wants an right. elite one. He wants a. But this is why he didn't he name doesn't him. Want three elite yeah, defensive yeah. wings. He wants one of them. This is why he didn't name the Raptors though. Huh. He doesn't want to go to Canada. <laughs> right. Well, that's, well, a, that's, that's a better that's fit yeah, than. I mean, that's, outside of the Sixers, I think that's a better fit to what James Dame wants and Dame's needs. The Raptors. And what are they giving you? Who wants to do that? I don't know. Who wants to do that? They'd give up Pascal in a second. And Drake yeah. would annoy him. Drake's the game's the type of person where Drake would annoy I, him. He would get he would get a Drake feature though. No, you would think, think come on, man. Hey, no, you can do that. There's business now. There's business now. <laughs> <laughs> He'd get a Drake feature. He'd get a Drake feature. Maybe not a K one. I'm available. hundred <laughs> percent. You can now do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Talking about a rebuild, we'll move to the Pacers rebuild really quick because they're blowing this thing up, man. They want to move all of Karis Levert, Demontis Sabonis. I'm going to put and or Miles Turner. Right, we have or but, skip. Yeah. And or Miles Turner are all on the table. So uh, really quick, like, or what, what's the what's an ideal landing spot for these three players? Because we are three, two all-star level players. And to me, one of the, if not the best defensive Three high level, very, very, very impact Miles, players. And all impact Turner. players. Miles Turner won't lead the league of blocks every year until March. It just will happen. He's doing it right and now. And he can't, I mean, he's, he's actually a low-key, very good player. Like, if he ends up I want the Suns. I want the Suns to, to somehow acquire Miles Turner. Really? I would love, I would oh, love Whoa, what's up with Aiden, bro? I would love Miles Turner. Son. Um, he gets eaten for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens. He's still then, working at Acme. And then. Bagless. And, bagless. And then, when he goes out, Frank Kaminsky comes in and, and gets absolutely bagged up. I want I want a backup big. I want Miles Turner. Yeah, I. He's too good to be a backup. He's a backup right now. No, he's not. He starts. He starts now? Yeah, they starts the bonus and him. And that's what's. So, and this is something that I've kicked around in, as a Sixers fan in my Sixers fan mind. Would a Karis Levert and DeMontis Sabonis for Ben plus, I don't, I mean, 
maybe maybe Maxi greedy. Bro, get, get, throw Toby in there too. Honestly, greedy. why do you want? You want? I don't want Sabonis. Did not. You don't think Sabonis and Embiid could coexist? No, you want to get out there. You people out there. Right. So Harris Levert is great for the six. He very good. I agree. I totally agree. And I would have liked Brogdon. Honestly, if they if Brogdon was ever on, he can't get traded though. He he just resigned a contract, so he. He's not on the table, but what I'm interested to see what they do. I doubt. I think the report did say or, so maybe they're going to commit to either Sabonis or Turner, depending on who gets moved. But I'm very interested to see if they decide to sell them off individually for you know maybe a couple picks here, a couple young players here, or if they go and try and flip that for a high-profile um, younger player or a, a ton of draft. Which I could see them doing if they're I trying to. I like wait, Miles wait. Turner in Dallas. Ooh, for KP would be coming back. Yeah, KP would be coming back because it gets Luca a strong defensive big underneath, and that lets that puts less pressure on him, and he can. It it just really fits with Luca, I think. It you would, said but Turner or Sabonis? Sabonis, you said. Right? Turner. No, he said no. Turner. Turner. You can't have KP coming back. Mm, that's KP a fair trade. I was going to say you can't do KP for Sabonis straight up. You might be able to pull off Miles uh, Turner for KP straight Dude, up. Dude, the Pacers would have to give way more for the, in that trade. Uh, I, I think I think you're Sabonis. vastly overrated. No, for not Turner, for not for Sabonis. We're talking about Turner. I think I think the Pacers throw in one more piece with Turner, but I don't think they have to give. I, I would say more. Turner and KP yeah, like, are commensurate. Like, pieces. What, 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 what Miles no, Turner what? doesn't give you on yeah. offense, KP doesn't give you on defense. Like they, like Miles Turner, get Miles Turner is stretchy, is he not? I thought yeah, he, he could shoot a three ball, but, but, and he's no, a but now, but not, but not can't control the perimeter like KP then. But but KP can't play defense I, a, a shred of what Miles Turner can play. Yes, maybe right. I might just be like I'd wrong much here. rather have Miles Turner on my team than KP. <laughs> kind of me too. Yeah, yeah I, I would too. kind <laughs> of me too. That's crazy. I would, I would rather. I, I don't know if much rather, but I'd rather have Miles Turner on my. Dude, team. I think I think KP is closer to Sabonis than he is a Turner. On nearly five three pointers per game, he's shooting thirty nine point five percent for a center. That's insane. And then, five attempts a game? Yeah, or 4.6. 4.6. Yeah. I did round up. 2.8 blocks and 4.6 uh, threes attempted on like 40%. Let me tell you what. That does not come cheap in the NBA. That's, yeah, true. that's true. It does not come cheap in the that's NBA. True. That's true. That's true. But they should, back to the question, I think they should just break it down. Yeah. Right. Do. I mean, you hey, keep Brogdon. You keep right? Brogdon. Duarte looks like a great yeah. rookie. Yeah, great rookie. I think you can even keep Sabonis, right? I would, I would too. I, I like Sabonis. Yeah, I don't think Levert's a good fit, and I think Turner is movable because draft picks are seem more important right now. And maybe in that sense, maybe you do get rid of Sabonis, right? But we saw them break it down, what, 2011, 2012-ish? They got in Roy Hibbert. They got in Paul George from all that. They made an Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, twice. twice. Yeah. This team has done this before, now starting with the Brogdon. Duarte, I'm not sure. Duarte might just be like his ceiling is Karis LeVert, but we'll see about that in the years to come. But starting with a Brogdon and get all these picks again and go try to do that again, I think it's possible. Uh, this seems like me, you know, this seems to me like Rick Carlisle got in the kitchen, opened the fridge, and was like, I want my ingredients. I, did, want, my, I want my team. So let's look. Did they cut TJ Warren or trade him? He's been hurt all year. Oh, yeah. I, I guess he hasn't played. Yeah. yeah what? That stinks that he's not like ah, Bubble. It, bubble Boy has been quiet. Dude, he, he hasn't like, played. He didn't play the end of last year. He's he been need, hurt. They need, get, they need to build a bubble in Indiana. At least half <laughs> of the games will be in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. No fans. Jay's doing the, all right. We're going to move on. That's funny. Really quick. Our next segment, Speaking Facts. I haven't done this in a while, but this has been a while. Kind of got to be the this, this staple segment to our podcast, right? Speaking Facts. Uh, we're going all over the sports landscape. With this one, we'll start it out with the Bills head coach Sean McDermott, salty, <laughs> salty Insanely. after salty after losing to the Patriots on Monday night. He said, and I quote, "Let's not give more credit than we need to give to Bill Belichick in this one." After pulling off a fourteen to ten victory, where his quarterback went two for three in passing, salty Jake is 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 he speaking facts? Uh, no, mind numbingly. Like first off, like to have the balls to wear the Navy midshipman mask, which the Bill best. Belichick did, it's the best, and then pound the ball just like Navy does. Like after, I think I'm pretty sure I saw quotes of him earlier in the week when a reporter brought up the weather, saying like, "Oh yeah, well, we're still confident we're going to be able to do some things in the passing game. Like we we know our strengths and oh they know what their strengths are right." Hey, Sean McDermott. They just ran halfback dive on you all game and chewed you up and beat you while throwing three times. Like, even if, even if, like, the players still have to, Bill Belichick can have this game plan. Players still have to go out there and execute. So, to that end, he's 
kind of speaking facts in the sense that Bill Belichick's still just making the game plan. But to have the balls to do what Bill Belichick did, not, I'm going to tell you what, you won't find a lot of coaches in the NFL who are going to look their GM and owner in the eye and say, yep, it was my idea to throw three times in a game. Like that that's not gonna and fly it, with a lot of people it, for going wrong. It worked, and it worked. I'm I'm let, let me go. Sean McDermott is not speaking facts because I'm giving all credit to Bill Belichick on this one. I'm getting all I'm giving all the credit to Bill Belichick. That's the best coach in the NFL right there. That's that's by far to me the best coach in the NFL. We 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 will see a lot of coaches go into that game and throw less. Throw ten to fifteen times, not throw down the field, a lot of screen passes. When you said he's one of the only coaches. He is the only coach that will that will go into that game and throw three times and 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 come out of it look you dead in the face, only throw three times, run the ball an insane amount and for 222 yards, execute the game plan of both offense and then on defense and win the game and beat one of the best teams in the AFC. Like there, who else am I giving that credit to? Like like who? But I'll, 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 I, will, I will I will give you know a, a lot to a lot of credit secondary credit to the offensive line and the defense because they 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 have to carry out the game plan. But to make that game plan to get your team ready all week to say this is how we're going to play and we're not going to deviate from it. We're, this this is how it's going to be the entire game and to make sure your team executes that that's that's all coaching. By the way, it's a rookie quarterback who did that too. All, all coaching, man. Oh, he didn't throw. But but he still did like, like yeah. it's, it's it's still to get like a team mentally prepared for that. Like that's I don't know. Facts. That's the boogeyman. That's I what I call they did. I, I wonder if they I did call... prep him for that though. Like how did he know like you're gonna throw less than five times? If if things go well, you're gonna throw the ball. Probably less. not all week, but I mean right. I think that was also just they walked in that day. Right, and when they, you saw the the they saw the weather. They saw the weather. Right, and they, and they Max you... got a candy arm too, so he's it's he not like he's cutting through the wind or anything if he wanted to. Right, but I mean this is. We know how Bill Belichick does it. That's, that's the boogeyman. Yeah. Like he, he gives people people nightmares. But that's this week's game plan. And next week, if they were going to play the Arizona Cardinals, they'd figure out a way to put up thirty five points. And then the next week, if they're playing the Steelers, they'd win sixteen to fourteen. Like that's that's why it's coaching because that was this week's game plan. And next week, they can look like a completely different team because didn't Mac Jones just come off last week throwing for three hundred something yards and three touchdowns or interception? So like this. He he can just the way he can mimic a game plan and morph the identity of his team. All Bill Belichick, Sean McDermott's just salty, He's salty on because me. he got he, he got out coached. And don't be so salty because he would out coach anybody like that. Right? Like no one else is going to be. I go beat him. Like I have that. a couple things to say. Go ahead, say it. One, I love that McDermott said this <laughs> because we so need funny. we need BS heel rivalries back in the, in the NFL. We need just salty. No, I'm not giving him any respect. Because, but if you really look at this logically, if you're McDermott, you either give if you're saying let's not give Belichick credit, you're saying let's just blame me a hundred percent. Let's just say let, I, I lost it. I lost it. But, you but didn't to win. be fair to McDermott. To just play a little devil's advocate. Go ahead. They only had 11 less yards than the Patriots. They only had four fewer points. They almost won the game not playing this only run the ball. Stephon Diggs dropped a touchdown. Their kicker missed a field goal. And then they, if he didn't miss a field goal, they would have gotten in field goal range again towards the end. It's not like they dominated the Bills. It was just like they did enough to win. Kind of dominated. But that being said... It's the they beat them up like they they, the they Bills, may not have dominated them in the sense where they like they, they they pulled away but they beat them up like and, they just like they just like they, it was just a thousand jabs to the middle of the face they, they and eventually gifted, they fell they got gifted seven points too by Nikhil Harry having the ball hit off of his helmet on the punt one of the first punts of the game yeah. so I mean it goes back and forth I got to tell you it's super and you could tell I'm sure everyone saw like the clips of the, uh, I think it was Mike Hyde and Jordan Poyer after the game. Mm-hmm. It was a clown question for the guy to ask, for sure, the way he asked Are it. Are you embarrassed? Yeah. Are you embarrassed? And the way they responded tells you all you need to know. As a defense, you can't, like, that, like you literally are getting the ball shoved down your throat, and you can't, you cannot stop the other which team. Is Physically, why, which is why, if I'm Sean McDermott, like, don't put all blame on me. What the hell am I supposed to do? Like, don't, you know, don't, don't put all blame on me, because, because that's a, an amazing coach who executed an amazing game plan. And like I, I didn't lose that game. I, well, my team wasn't embarrassed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I just don't understand the saltiness. You guys, I'm that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna speak in facts, so I want to know what, what, what was your. In- He's take. not speaking facts. Okay, there we go. Uh, for me, I mean, like, 
he's not saying facts. I see where he's coming from. He was saying like we played bad type thing, like as a coach, like taking responsibility, whatever. Bill Belichick came in with the Navy thing, like you said, which showed you he knew exactly what he was going to do, exactly that this was the biggest coaching decision. This was on him, right? It is also the week before Army-Navy, so he's being coy in the sense that No, he knew what he was doing. He knew. He knew, but it's not as, like... Sure, sure, but But he knew what he was doing. To me, it's like he took a play out of the playbook that we saw last year beating the Bills. There's only one team that beat the Bills twice last year. It was the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat him in week six. They beat him in the AFC Championship. You go to week six... Casey walked in to Buffalo. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ran the ball 26 times. As a team, they ran the ball 46 times for 245 rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes, it was his second least attempts he threw on the whole season last year. And the only other one was a 44 and like nothing blowout against the Broncos where they were just milking clock, right? They dominated the time of possession in that game. Casey did 38% to tw- or 38 minutes to 22 minutes, right? And he showed a winning way to beat Buffalo in Buffalo. And that game was raining. It was only week six. It wasn't super cold. It wasn't super windy, but it was raining in that game. And that was when Buffalo was really good. So they just took a play out of that. Hey, we're the Patriots. We run the ball better than KC does. Our quarterback is worse than Patrick Mahomes. Why don't we just do this? Mm-hmm. And it worked to perfection. I mean, could the Bills have won that game? Yes. Right? We just talked about a couple different ways. Was it the cleanest game for the Patriots? No. But going in with that strategy, sticking to it, and it pays off to beat a division opponent in their home stadium. Come on, Bill hey, Belichick gets the credit in this one for know, me. All of it, and yo, know, there's a whole lot of poise as a coach to stay with that game play because in the modern day of the NFL, you have the urge to throw the football. Like I don't care who you, who you are, what what quarterback you have, you have the urge to throw the football. Crazy. So for it to still be, you know, an you know an hour and a half, two hours into this game, you're in the third quarter, and my quarterback is thrown two times. And and you there's no there's no urge to look at it and be like there's only two in that in that column like maybe, maybe you should throw and one was a off. check out of a run you know it was an RPA play where he should have handed it off and, and that's why I give Mac Jones like <laughs> crazy where, that's Mac Jones being well coached he didn't change, he didn't change any of these plays I don't know if he had the liberty to but he didn't change any of these plays I just think so much of it goes on on Bill Belichick we'll move on because as we always do in every speaking facts segment Stephen A Smith has made the appearance thirty thousand so, takes a year you know thirty thousand takes a year we got all of them. When he was asked the question, if you're going to win a Super Bowl this season, which quarterback do you want at the helm? No surprise. He said Aaron Rodgers. He said he's starving for a championship, and he only has one, and he only has one Super Bowl appearance. And that's why I'm going with him in this particular situation. Not sure I really agree with the logic as to why you picked right, him. Yeah, he, he said a lot more. He said a lot more. I say is when I pulled this quote, I condensed it so much because you know Stephen Way A just has a way of so rambling. Yeah. But these are the main this points. These are the main points. Yeah. Right? This is, these he are the gives main. takes like he, like he writes columns. Like yeah. he's already exactly, column. exactly, exactly. But, Matt, I'll start at the far end this time. Is he speaking facts? Are you going with Aaron Rodgers to lead your team? He's not speaking facts just because – Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in football until proven otherwise. I know he's had a down year, hmm. but he's Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. He's Patrick Mahomes. His name is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> All of We have a rule on this podcast. Oh, you missed it. You don't, you don't go against Patrick You Mahomes. missed it last uh, week. He started the Patrick Mahomes talk again. Remember last yeah. year, everyone's like, I'm not betting against Patrick I'm Mahomes. Every week, that was Matt. He started it last he week. He started last <laughs> I'm not betting against him. I would mean, four straight for KC Loki. No. So, that, yeah, don't, five. To five straight, don't, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Is Stephen A. speaking facts, Kyle? Uh, oh, it's so tough for me. Um, well, first, I didn't think you were going Patrick Mahomes. I think there's one other guy to put him against, right? Um, so, And the reason I'm saying is he's not speaking facts. And it's tough because Packers are my Super Bowl favorites. For, mm-hmm. But I, I, it's Tom Brady. Thank yeah. you. It, Thank it's Tom Brady. You. Yeah, I mean, come on. Thank you. Come on. You mentioned Mahomes not having a great year, but I thought you were going to be like, oh, Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league. And, oh, Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. But you missed the second part. Tom Brady is still in the league, the MVP front runner right now. And if I got to choose one quarterback to lead me to a Super Bowl, I'm taking the one that's done it way more times than anyone else in the league and the one that did it last year. Yeah, thank you. And the one that just did. And the ones that's MVP front runner. Yeah. I mean, I got to go. I, I literally did a ditto for everything that Kyle just said. Really, really yeah. took every point I mean, out of my mind. The only, the only other thing I was going to add, literally, on, on, literally the only other thing I was going to add on top of that, is how about the quarterback who came into a brand new situation last year and led a team to a Super Bowl? Yeah. You want to talk about who I want at the helm? I want like a, a proven leader, a proven winner. I get it. Patrick Mahomes is still the best, most talented quarterback in the league, like regardless of what you know, the, the struggles the Chiefs have had. We all we we all know this. But there's no better leader at the quarterback position, maybe ever, than yeah. Tom Brady. If I got one, if I had to stamp myself to one, I'm I'm going with the guy who 
you can give him a bunch of high school kids. Yeah. And he's going to find a way to get you in that. Circle. Like if Brady wasn't having a great year, this would be a phenomenal question. Like, because then Brady's just like average and it's like, oh, well, I but probably I still, still, I'm actually, you know, still you know, it's crazy. Better conversation. You know, it's crazy. Like thinking about this, when I put the quote in and just leading up to the show, I was thinking of very literally Brady or Rogers. And I knew I was going to say Brady, but now that Matt put Mahomes in there, I wasn't even thinking about Mahomes. I think it's really like, in a way it could be Brady or Mahomes. But I think it's all three. No, I think Mahomes has a spot okay, in the conversation. Okay, find a spot for Rodgers really quick. Find a spot for Rodgers. Rodgers is third on my list. I go Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers. I do it by tier. Like they're all – it's like the, on, a, on a binary That's the scale. conversation. Yeah. They're all they are all a yes. They can win the Super Bowl. I, the thing about Rodgers is like – Well, that's not fun. Are you, oh, you want me to rank them? Yeah. Or, or Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes. Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes. You don't have to rank those three, but find a spot for Rodgers. I'd say Rodgers is you, – you could say he's – no, I think he's second this year. I put him above Mahomes. Yeah, I think he's second. I, I go, I go. Just, just based off too. of this year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so yeah, tough, I, though. It is. I'm not mad at the Mahomes. Mahomes, Mahomes is, is starting to catch on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so. right. I'm not mad at him. All right, we'll move on. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Another Here one. y'all go. Uh, y'all got a bye week to get your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop off. talking about Gardner Minshew. going to watch We're going to go what do you mean? to Marcellus Wiley on Speak for Yourself. He said there is no reason for Washington to have the Cowboys' attention in the NFC East. Don't talk to me about attention. You're not getting my attention when I'm better than you. Washington low-key winners of four straight. Six and six. The Cowboys are eight and four. Is he speaking facts? Should Washington not even have the Cowboys' attention in the NFC East? Do not talk about the Eagles, please. Are you talking – no. I mean, like, the, like it's just an idiotic <laughs> thing to say. So no, it's a stupid thing to say for Marcellus Wiley, especially coming from a former NFL player because it's like – Hey, they, you're not in two games now. They <laughs> still play each other twice. As nice as that that far. And it's like, you okay, like, are you really, like, alluding to the Cowboys should overlook a division opponent? Like, it's like <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. Like, why would you – like, that's just a stupid thing to say. I don't know. I'll just like, tell him speak for yourself. It's dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speak for yourself for yourself. Now. Kyle, is he speaking facts? Uh, no, he's not speaking facts. And the main reason for me is that they play each other twice, like you said, yes. which means Washington still controls their own destiny. Mm-hmm. They are way hotter than the Cowboys are right now. Mm-hmm. And – the Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys at some point. This oh, season's wow. going to crumble. So? At yeah. some point, this season's going to crumble down. I'm not saying that Washington's going to win the division, but I'm saying you should definitely be worried you're about this team. And this is why you should be worried because I think you're right. They may not crumble down. They don't have to crumble down. Yeah. Only two games. Well, right? you, you lose one game not to them and one game to them, and all of a sudden you're you're. If one thing for that, for I know about Cowboys football, and we have the benefit of being young in this, we weren't around for those early. Since 90s. we were born, they've yeah. been they've, horrendous. They haven't been horrendous, yeah. but every uh, always, every year comes to a shrieking halt, screeching halt. They haven't made an NFC title game in all of our lives except mine. But that's uh, and I was a baby. But that's but <laughs> old head. That's old come on, head. man. <laughs> you did just show your age there, man. Nineteen ninety five, old head. Yeah. But, but, but Kyle, you're right. It doesn't just it doesn't just stop. It comes to an abrupt halt. Right. That it, it, it drops off every season. The big thing is like Washington controls their destiny in the NFC is just as much as the Cowboys do. Yeah, you right? run away Are you two me. games behind? Sure. But go win the two off the Cowboys. It's right in front of you. And, and I'm mad about it. The Cowboys ain't run away from nobody. They get handed this division on a silver platter every year and refuse to take it. Right. Right. So you didn't run away from nobody yet. You got to comfortable. The Cowboys are a clear favorite over Washington. Washington is not that good. Dallas is a very good football team, as much as I hate to say it. They're, they don't have the curse of Jason Garrett anymore. Mike McCarthy isn't yeah, like great, Mike but like McCarthy, <laughs> McCarthy didn't sputter until the playoffs. Garrett sputtered in December, so I think I. But you can't overlook Washington when you their their oldest heated rivalry, just going back to like the seventies yeah, and that's everything. Another good point. And you have to play them twice. And as Matt V said, <laughs> Taylor Heineke has never lost to Dallas. So, <laughs> and, and, and hey, they got like a walk. Taylor, Taylor Heineke is one of those players that put them in like a one game playoff wild card scenario, and and I'm not comfortable at all. Well, he, he like from, scared from, from he's, experience. He's, he's scared. scared the, he's scared the crap out of me yeah. in the wild card game. Like give him, give him. He's one of those players that he could pull a rabbit out of his behind for one game and win you some. Yeah, I I mean like to Marcellus's credit, like 
Washington's really not that scary of a team. Just when lost. They're getting hot now. There's something oh, to be are. said to getting hot in December, November, December, January. Mm. If you're playing your best football then, they're two games out. I mean, for the reason like, that we Dallas, said, they should still be. Dallas lose this weekend and Washington win this weekend. And, watch, lot of, and watch what happens yeah. to that division. A lot of football left to be You know played, what I mean? For but sure, to be saying. They are playing each other, right? Washington and Dallas this week, this week yeah. are they? Yeah, How about that? I'm pretty sure they are. How about that? <laughs> straight facts. With straight facts, we're, we're going to get... Really yeah, they, they definitely are, yeah. yeah. So we play Washington next week. So yeah. we'll revisit this. We, we might actually have to do one little revisit this next week, and we'll see yeah, still we'll if, 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 if Marcellus... We'll check tape and see if Marcellus is right if the Cowboys should be worried. But, Kyle, we got a new segment. Oh, yeah. You're excited about it. Oh, yeah, I'm All excited right, about it. Tell us about it, then. What's the new segment, then? Well, we haven't hit on a lot during the show, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of sports happens when we're not here. Right, we only got an hour to talk, so we're gonna hit you with the winners and the losers of the week. Right, we're gonna wrap it up, let you know what happened this week, let you know our takes on it. So one winner, Detroit Lions. Of course, we got to mention it. It took a twelve weeks, of course, but they finally took a dub. I was so happy when I saw that happen. They finally took a dub. Last second touchdown, Amon St. Ra. They beat the Vikings. Tough. That's a winner right Tough. there. Finally, hey, no, like, I'm happy sudden, for him. All of a sudden. Dan Campbell became like a like the NFL. And everyone loves him. Everyone loves and, him. And then, and then gave the game ball to um to, to the, the community school. of Oxford. Yeah, he's yeah. Likeable. I mean, he's he's a likable guy. He's likable. He went for, he went from the joke of the NFL to like the darling of the guy. And they were always punchy. Like they were always in games. They just couldn't win one. But yeah, also, I'm happy for the line. Also found out Jared Goff, big time winner. Good looking girlfriend, I'll say. No, nah, there you go. Big, Big shock. The guy who was the number one draft pick in <laughs> Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah, quarterback, has a Sports <laughs> Illustrated swimsuit model girlfriend. Right. Who would have thought? She traveled with him to Detroit, though? No. <laughs> she was on some boat. They showed her, like, her Detroit, though? All right. No, all right. We'll move on. Detroit. So, Lions are proud lads. Loser time. John Wall. Oh, oh, 100% healthy for the first time in his career. He's 31 years old. He's at his prime. And the Rockets just aren't going to play him. Well, he's coming back, though. No. No. When? They, they've been in discussion about him coming back. Been and in discussion. He he's been healthy. Start. He said, we only do you off the bench, so he's yeah. not going to yeah, play. The Rockets, door, the Rockets right? would rather suck and develop their young talent than be bad and develop their young talent. It's, it's, just let John Wall play. it's so ridiculous that they don't just let him play, especially when you have Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green who could learn directly so from much. him. So much. Like, it just and doesn't And Jalen Green sense. still work out. They still practice yeah. together. He's still trying to... Now, part of me wanted to put this as a winner because he's sitting back making $44 million a year. <laughs> yeah, he is a winner. Yeah. But the thing is... That day money doesn't look too crazy. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, like, John Wall's in his prime. He's 31 years old. 100% healthy for the first time John in years. John Wall's only 31? Yes. Oh, that's wild, right? Dude, he, he's ready. Wow. Last time we saw him Basketball court too. He was really making plays again, right? He's no, just he been was hurt good for them for yeah. so long. So I, I mean, I think it's a loser. I mean, I want to he'll, see that he'll, he'll get moved. I yeah. think he's. I gotta moved. say, the Rockets have the longest win streak in the NBA right now. So that is crazy. That, I didn't know that. that well, here's the thing. So if they're if they're going to move him, what well, does that make more sense to have him sit, or does that make more sense to like? Who's going to take that contract? Oh, yeah, probably the no contract body. would be an issue. I don't know. He still played at a pretty high level. When he was they're back. talking about Kemba. Like, swap that with New York. Uh, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. All right, we'll move on. Winner, the group of five. Cincinnati is in the college football playoffs. Hey, 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 well, they are the first your, your, group of five team to ever do it. If you had a my cause, my cleats, it would have been now. But it's messed they're up. The they're American not going to be in the American yeah. next next year. I think they're moving to the Big 12. Are Someone they moving me? in the Big 12? I think they're moving. Are they realigning? I don't think next year. I don't think it's next year. Yeah. A lot of those oh, realignments are like a couple years down, down the road. Down whenever, the road. Whenever, whenever yeah. the they're still are leaving, but they don't count. Yeah. They don't count. They, they, count. Only, they only got in because they of count. the UCF. They moving. They UCF got feels like they got screwed out. Since he last year feels like they got screwed out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm group of five. I almost wanted to say like SEC supremacy was a winner because they did that again. Yeah. But they did it again. Since he made it, that's a like. If you're a kid right now and you want to be recruited, there is something to say for these group of five schools to go to the powerhouse ones. 100%, right? 100%. Yeah. And, and, and something needs to crawl so something else can walk so something else can run. Yeah. And, and, and if Baylor blows out Cincinnati, I don't want anyone to say, oh, see, this is why they shouldn't be there. No, Baylor, that's, that's Baylor my beat point. Michigan State's 38 that, <laughs> nothing. That's my point, though. Teams teams got to break barriers. UCF had to crawl so Cincinnati could yeah. run. Like UCF had to not make the playoff right. and then destroy Auburn for everyone to be like, I'm, oh, I'm happy to have Next time something like this happens, the, the group of five should get in. Now, Cincy's going to go in and get their doors blown off by Alabama. But they they're need, not going to get their doors blown off. The problem is they're just going to expand the playoff probably next year. 
But like the Matt. fact that this happens is cool. But I'm no, we'll do it. My thirty, Matt. They're going to get their doors. <laughs> no, they're, 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 no, they're going to keep a respectable seventeen point loss. They wouldn't even cover. Matt, they're going to get their doors blown off. <laughs> like, oh my god, door blowing off. <laughs> like this, uh, it kind of happens in the one forty every year. Like, this, like it's like. 20, 30 points. Yeah, it's like like what like, if, like Oklahoma versus LSU. Georgia had Georgia. What was Georgia's defense ranked in the country going into the SEC? Like won by a lot. By a lot. What would Bryce Young do that defense? Yeah, oh, come on! They're to get their toys blown. Yeah, off. but they only got three <laughs> points. They only scored three points against Auburn until the guy ran out of bounds. Alabama's inconsistent. Since he's gonna put up a fight. So, I mean, hey, I hope they do. Nah, I don't think they will. I hope. I hope they do. We'll All right, real quick. Losers, because I, I got caught in the loser of this one. Fantasy football. Losers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, no, 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 no. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about one of my leagues starts their playoff this week, and it's a bye week. And the number one fantasy football uh, player is on game. bye this week. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor's on bye. Why, is it, why the playoffs are really? Because we had the extra game. So you guys never changed We were like, no, no, we changed it, but we were like, ESPN Auto did it. But we were like, oh, extra game. We can get an extra weekend. But we played two-week playoffs. So it bumped our playoffs back. That's brutal. Yeah. That's like now, I would leave the now, league over. Now, James Carnival, I feel bad for you. You got you Oh, not Jeeves, man. I I lose Jalen Waddle on the Pats D. That hurts. But the only reason the only way I'll have to play Waddle is if Debo Samuel doesn't play. So it hurts me a little bit, but I feel bad for James to lose Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Debo's that, supposed to play? It's not equivalent. He's coming back. He's coming back. And then real quick, well, Pats are number one defensive. And then last one, winner, Memphis Grizzlies, winner of five straight since John Morant got hurt. Yeah. Five straight. Biggest impressive. Steps biggest steps or biggest blowout ever. Yeah. Oh, win. that was in my thing. That was in my thing. Yeah. Seventy-three point win NBA history. And without job. Without the four without seed job. in the Western Conference. That's a winner for me. Memphis you know, Christmas. it kind of it, you know it goes against your whole uh, Triple J. Jaron Jackson Jr. doesn't have as much. Value. I know it does. That it does. It really did. Well, he's been he's been playing better. He's a good player. I just, I mean, look, don't put him up there against JV. JV's going to eat him for dinner every time. JV's slapping right now. Like, yeah, come on. Um, I mean, it, it's got to be a positive, encouraging sign if you're John Morant that, you know, look, look at what my guys can do when I'm gone, keeping the ship right. afloat. And this, <clears throat> this isn't one of those situations where we start asking the question, are the Grizzlies better without job? Because, of course, they're not. No. But is it? They're just deep. They're very deep. Oh, they're, they're deeper than we thought. Yeah. And, and now when John team, comes man. back. And now, if your job, you're the coaching staff. Now, there's we can morph things because we got more pieces than we thought. Guys, guys can be better than we thought. And I'm looking at guys like Desmond Bain, who are like, I'm like really like. He's one of the biggest steals of that. Show. He's a slasher. Watch out, man! They took game one off the Jazz last year. They're only getting better. Watch out! It definitely could happen. All right, we're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts. As always, we can get just get some shots up at the buzzer. Who's got a shot at the buzzer to say? Uh, today and yesterday, Sarah and I built, usually I will like, she'll like send me something like, oh, should I buy this? Almost always a no, like nearly 100% of the time. I know how no. you be with money, right? Uh, so <laughs> she sent me like the Thanos, like Lego gauntlet. She was at the Lego store in New York. No way. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> that one year. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> and we got it. And Did I made it? it. It was super satisfying. Like I like it. I'm like, obviously it? it's very, what? Can you play with it? <laughs> <laughs> Can you put it on? Yeah. No, it doesn't go on. It had Aww. to be you build it like around like the structure, like it's like a like there's like a support that you build it around. Yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, it was actually it was pretty fun. So that was the thing that you finally were like, yeah, we'll yeah, buy this. Yeah, I really <laughs> don't really spend, like I don't buy myself things. I don't. Yeah, but I don't that one, I was like, you know, I, I, we just and got because it. you don't buy like I couldn't afford to buy something like that. Because I buy myself stupid. Right, that is that. <laughs> it's, 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 you, it in, and you can buy that. And I'm the person with all like the Jordans and stuff in his hand that's like, oh, but I want that glove. <laughs> but that glove looks cool and I can't get that glove. I want that. Kyle, you got something to say at the buzzer? Yeah, I got two things real quick. One, just for the fans of the show, me and James got to be the least coordinated people ever. I left my water bottle in the studio about t- two yeah, months bad. ago. It's bad people. And we just can't get it back to me. And it's funny because it's not like. Like, well, we're not one of those podcast groups that never talk to each other outside of pod day. No, we text like every, every day. Every day. <laughs> and and it's, it's when I go home, I will walk in my kitchen and it will be right there on my counter, ready for me to, to pick up and, and take to the studio. Dude, I can't get my water back. And then, two, I just want to give a quick prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I hope my car is not towed when I go back outside. Yeah, actually, actually, I had forgotten about that. I had actually until you just brought back up. Yeah. That's true. We had a good episode today. So maybe the, hopefully they're like. You know, just have mercy on on Kyle and all of us. Yeah, I just got to say, shout out to Tiger Woods for trying to make a comeback after his horrific leg injury and his car accident. And yeah. I really like that his expectations were, I just want to play golf again. He's yeah. like, I don't expect to be at the highest level. 
it would be great just to watch him just watch him in a tournament and no one's going to care how he does and he should care how he does and it, it's just great to see him swing in a club again yeah, yeah it really is i mean the fact that like people are so spoiled right like they want him to, to to come back and play and you know in the PGA and the players and stuff and like can we be just be appreciative that we didn't lose Tiger Woods right can we just be appreciative of that like, right the fact and that this man's up and walking is just good enough for me the yeah. years Tiger Woods gave us as being yeah. the most dominant athlete on the planet not just golfer I mean ridiculous like, like, you can I'm excited though too I think he's coming back in what the father son tournament mm-hmm. yeah and his son can play um so all I gotta say at the buzzer is there's not many times where I have FOMO right fear of missing out. When it comes to like shows, I have FOMO because I'm so bad at finishing shows. You know, shows oh, like all these crazed hype shows that I've started. I don't know how y'all find the time to, to watch these shows. I really don't. Yeah. Once the summertime passes and like football and basketball comes back on, sports, sports, there's, there's always, I'd rather be watching a game yeah. than like yesterday. I got home from work and I had a, a rare two, three hours of nothing to do. And I was like, let me watch a couple episodes of Snowfall. And I watched like two, three episodes of Snowfall, and I looked up, it was 7 o'clock, like, oh, time for the games to come on. And yeah. that was the end of Snowfall. And I don't yeah. know when I'll ever get back to it, but I got, I got Snowfall <laughs> up, open, up and open mid middle of Season 3. I got Power up and open middle of the season. Mm. I got Ozark up open in the middle of the yeah, season. Yeah, watch that one, bro. I got, I got, yeah, I got Dave up open in the middle of the season. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, we're, 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 we, are, we, are, we are so backed up our oh, orders man. now. Yeah, that's tough. And yeah, I just can't figure it out. I got What system do y'all use? How do y'all do it? I'm, I, I got one on one show at a time. Yeah, yeah that's what I do, too. I'm on one show at a time. I don't know. I get no, no, episodes in, and I'm like. So, like, I'm into Succession, and that's weekly on the season three finales next week. I haven't started another show during the last nine weeks because I've know every single Sunday night I'm gonna miss an hour of Sunday night football to watch Succession. But see, I can't like, and maybe that's my problem is I can't binge. Yeah, that's the I, thing. Because I, I got reverse FOMO, if that makes sense. I watch the shows too quick, and I gotta wait a whole year before I get another season. No, I watch them all most like most people do that, right? Like, yeah, that, that is it's right. that is binging, which is what you're you're saying. You the only thing I binge is the Marvel movies. Yeah. Which Disney I guess Plus if I could do that, I could do anything realistically. But You're just telling me you don't like these shows enough. Is that it? Yeah. Wow, is that wow. it? Dude, I, I can't turn the TV off on some of these shows sometimes. Is that it? I've I've, I've, I've kicked that idea around. It could be. Yeah. Dude, like, am I, am I watching? No, you, you gotta know, get to the- Jake, you know me. As soon as everyone starts to like a show, I'm like, I don't know. Oh, well, that's when it gets turned right. That yeah. actually could be You gotta get to the point where you're looking up, like, online forums. Not... I'll tell you, I've never been there. I've never been there with a Not show. Not in the lore. I go on YouTube right when I finish the show. I dove into a show was Ozarks. I'm like, I watched the first few episodes of Ozarks, and I was like, this might be the greatest show I've ever seen. He still didn't even finish it. And it no. And I st- what's what sports resumed last year? I was like, for maybe yeah, Ozarks sports are The back premise back. of starting a new show is actually better than or more enjoyable than watching the show through. You know what I'm maybe saying? Maybe I'll, like I'll, I'll, I'll try to help you real quick. Maybe we can get your phone out of the way. Season three of Ozarks, the most recent one, is the best season of all of them. I feel like That's that intensifies. You got to get there, yeah. and you got to watch them. I'm into season two. I, f- I feel like you just upped his FOMO. No, I just said I, I got I to gotta get to season three now. They we gotta see what's got to see what's going on. They just got the casino approved. That's what Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more to happen. Oh, 100%. 100%. There's no hope for me. All right. That's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. It was a great one. Thanks to my guys, Jake Galley, Jake Kyle Sirik. And stat Matt Robbins. And shout out to the Up On Game Network again. And our guys, LeVar Arrington, Plexico Burst, and TJ Hushmanzada. We'll see y'all soon. But I am James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up.